Welcome to Today on Broadway for Wednesday, September 22nd, 2021. I am Tell Me on a Sunday podcast, Grace Aki. And I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. Matt Tamanini, you are not the new, I mean, we're going to get into the news, but your your handle on our call right now is not the new Jenna. No, no, no. It is the next Jenna oh, Hunterson. You are, you're the next Jenna Hunterson. <laughs> yes, I, I mean, spoiler alert, this is going up on Patreon first, so I guess uh, people... Get to know yeah. that I'm taking over for uh, for the for Sarah Bareilles as uh, the lead. I mean, she waitress. posted today that she's having vocal fatigue, so it, we right. need you now more than ever. I know. I mean, it, we're hurrying things up. I'm getting into rehearsal really soon. Fortunately, uh, the costumes uh, all fit. Sarah's costumes all fit me, so that we are. Sense. Yeah, so we are. Well, good. you had the apron at home. Well, I mean, I have my own apron, but it says I kiss. Am. It says kiss the chef. So I don't know that that's appropriate for uh, for waitress, but. We're going to uh, just kind of uh, muddle our way through it. You know, the Weislers and I are still working out contract details, but... Sure. And you you may never even get one. So (laughs) there you go. Um, So (laughs) let's get into some news because I, I can't believe that I'm saying this. You all are hearing it. You're recording it. So one day you're going to play it back to me and say, Grace, you said this, but I can't believe that I'm saying this. I am really excited about a Shakespeare thing. Oh my God, me too. Uh, Yeah. So today a creepy, creepy trailer for movie powerhouse uh, A24 released a 55 second trailer in conjunction with Apple Films for the Joel Cohen written and directed adaptation of Shakespeare's Macbeth starring Denzel Washington and Francis McDormand. The tragedy of Macbeth is an upcoming black and white film, which I was like, okay, sex. See, um, marking the first film directed by one of the Coen brothers without the other's involvement. So famously, I love the Coen brothers, like actually famously. Yeah, aware. <laughs> we're aware. Yeah, we're very we, aware. We've se- we, we saw To Free a Mockingbird. We're, we're aware. <laughs> it is a Coen brothers film. Uh, but the film will also star Corey Hawkins from In the Heights and then Stephen Root and Brennan Gleeson. So there's a lot of like theater, musical, like so many vets yeah. that I'm obsessed with that I was like, oh, this, I mean, besides, I mean, we knew it was going to be good. I mean, Coen Brothers, whatever, Francis, yes, Denzel, yes. Macbeth is one of the few that I would see over and over again because every adaptation is its own beast. Um, I just seen it at Classic Stage Company. I don't know if you were able to catch that one. I did My not. friend Barzin was in it. Um, who, uh, cool. who, uh, who is Macbeth and Lady Macbeth? Oh, the cook. Quick, quick. Hold on. Hold on. He was on the House of Cards. <laughs> Not oh Corey Corey Stoll. That's exactly what I said. It was Corey Stoll and I think his real life wife, right? Corey Stoll, Nadia Bowers. Nadia Bowers. Oh, and then Mary Beth Pell was also in it? Question mark from yeah, Mary Mary Beth Pell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From Anastasia. How dare you? Anastasia from Dawson's Creek. Thank you very much. But yes, real life spouses Corey Stoll and Nadia Bowers uh, played Macbeth and Lady Macbeth. Yes. So this is going to be like that, but also great and really, really good. And and and. and instead of Macbeth and Lady Macbeth being married in real life, Lady Macbeth is married to the director and the person who wrote the screenplay in real life. So it is yeah. very similar there. But like, look, I am a noted Denzel Washington uh, lover. Yeah, yeah. Like I would watch anything that he does. Um, I sat. Didn't he through, do the As You Like It years uh, yeah, ago? Yeah, years ago with Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and Keanu Reeves. And Keanu, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, but I sat through um, The Iceman Cometh, like the seven-hour um, Iceman Cometh with him, and it was great because it was Denzel. And Fences is one of my favorite movies of all time. So also George C. Wolf. It was like, come yeah. on. 
Yeah, of course. So uh, I love this. I love it with I am. I'm not like a Shakespeare obsessive, but like I yeah. enjoy me some Shakespeare. Shakespeare is what got me into theater initially. Oh, that's um, nice. I've, I've got a story that I've told before that I won't do here, but like that's that's what it is. But like Denzel, Francis, Corey Hawkins, Brendan Gleeson, yeah. um, Sean Patrick Thomas, Stephen mm-hmm. freaking Root, Bertie yeah. Carvel, Bertie Carvel, who I just saw on Broadway yeah. a couple years ago in Ink. Like, just like it's a mm-hmm. great, great cast. And I'm I could not be more excited uh, to see this on Christmas Day when it's released on Apple TV Plus. And obviously, I will see anything A24, to be honest. Yeah, with same. You. Yeah. No, no question between um, Meenery and this now. I'm like, OK, like you should do everything. Uh, so today I have to talk about this because um, I'm on the show and so are you. Today, yes. the waitress Instagram posted a little tease at having a new Jenna in the diner featuring Georgia peach pie, which I was like, guys, 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 I haven't even gotten an offer yet. <laughs> I can't believe they're just putting it out there. But now Matt and I have our suspicions. Can we even talk about our suspicions? Because we're yes. pretty sure we're right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a, look, look, I know yeah, you are still fairly new to Broadway radio and today on Broadway, but like, this is what we do. And honestly, they we have had so many conversations about supposing what's going to happen in the diner. Like this, yeah. ha- this has to be Jennifer Nettles, right? Like it has to be Jennifer Nettles. Like I predicted Jennifer Nettles like back during the initial run. Yeah. So we've been trying to get Jennifer Nettles like in her own like thing vehicle for a while. I yeah. mean, should we, re- should we redo bright star with her? I don't know. Carmen God, Cusack is amazing. I'm just saying it would be amazing. So. Yeah. <laughs> Ever since I saw her at miscast, cause you were there that night, right? Uh, was that the, was that the Katrina Link here? Was it the Katrina Link here? I don't think it was. No, but she's her just, we want her on stage. She's incredible all the time. So I just think like, if this is it, if we're right, oh, hell yeah, we're going back to the diner. (laughs) Look, so uh, she's been on Broadway before she did a short run in Chicago, which of course was also produced by the Weislers, um, which produced Waitress as well. So that makes a ton of sense. She had a bonus track on the Target version of her recent album that was a bunch of Broadway covers, which um, was... um, she used to be mine. She used to be mine. I think I couldn't. I, I was like, what baking can do? No, that's not it. Open it up. That's not that's it. Song. Um, yeah. Door number two. That's not it. Um, so, yeah. So um, <laughs> it all makes sense. She's really good friends with Sarah Bareilles. Um, yeah. uh, true story. Real quick. Good family. Good family friend uh, of mine absolutely despises Jennifer Nettles because they both grew up in South Georgia. Douglas? And, I don't know where um, our family friend Sherry grew up, but they both okay. were on the pageant circus circuit oh, yeah. in South Georgia. They were both singers, both have like blonde curly hair, and Jennifer Nettles always won, and Sherry always came in second. So she absolutely hates her. Um, so, but that's just a personal thing. Just out she, of jealousy, not out yes, of like yes, an actual nothing. thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't. They might have beef, but like it's all mostly about that. Uh, Sherry now runs Margaritaville, like all of Margaritaville. So she's doing fine. Um, like she's not, I'm not upset about uh, where Sherry's life has gone, but uh, it's always funny whenever I hear about Jennifer Nettles, I always think I about think Sherry her. despising. Yeah. She actually, I mean, 15 or so years ago, uh, one summer she got me a job. I worked at Margaritaville uh, at yeah. city walk in Orlando and it was one of the hardest jobs I've ever had in my life. But Anyway, yeah, so uh, I've added Waitress into my November trip schedule because like if Jennifer Nettles, if Jennifer Nettles is going to be in Waitress, I am going to see her. Yeah, there's no question. 
You have to. Yeah, no, <laughs> no doubt about it. I mean, I would love another Georgia Peach to also be playing Dawn by that point, but I'm just saying. I was like, what if we, what if we added more Georgia more Peaches Georgia Peaches yeah. to that pie? Just saying. But we can take a moment from the show right now to talk about our Patreon because we have so many great exclusives coming up. So we at oh Broadway God. Radio are so eager to talk to you about more of our reviews. I mean, we've got everything. Everybody's talking about Jamie this week. We've got, next week, you know, next week. Next we're, week? We're, yeah, we're recording it a week from like the Tuesday after Tony's is when we're recording it. Oh, well, I already watched it. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we're able to keep the lights on thanks to you all, our patrons and listeners. So please continue to support us through our Patreon subscriber base and engaging with us across all social media. Uh, we're so excited to bring you all these news reviews. Broadway is like finally to, to quote Renee Elise Goldsberry, the curtain is finally raising. So um, if you aren't already getting the news before everyone else, go ahead and go to patreon.com slash Broadway radio to learn more. Yeah, and I will be having an interview with uh, Jelani Remy coming up uh, later this week on the Patreon. So you can hear that there first. Um, I think it's going to be my first episode of Tell Me More in like a year and a half because I kind of stopped doing them. Something like that. Yeah, I stopped doing them during the pandemic because we just put all of our episodes, all of our interviews in like Today on Broadway episodes. But like uh, now that things are getting back to normal, we'll have a Tell Me More episode and uh, we will continue to get Tell Me More and Tell Me on a Sunday confused because it's so hard to have multiple podcasts that start with Tell Me. Trust me, having now do Today on Broadway, Tell Me on a Sunday, Tell Me More, uh, Broadway Radio, Broadway Records. (laughs) It's a lot. I can't keep up with everything. It's a lot. Oh, but now I really want to talk about Sally Struthers. So to conclude 2021... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a Gunquit Playhouse uh, at their outdoor pavilion will welcome Mel Brooks's Young Frankenstein running October 6th through the 31st, starring John Bolton from Anastasia. And it will once again bring back their absolute star from Gilmore Girls, Sally Struthers. I mean, obviously all in the family, but yeah, uh, yes, <laughs> it's very exciting. They, Sally Struthers is legitimately their Elvis and I live for it. She apparently does so many Agunquit shows. Really? She is part of the thing. Yes. She is a rock star for them. And I and in general, she is a rock star. <laughs> yeah, I saw, and you very well might have seen this. I don't know. I saw Sally Struthers play Mrs. or Miss Hannigan in uh-huh. Annie at the Fabulous Fox Theater. Uh, in Atlanta, and I believe also it starred Brad Oscar and Emerson Steele as well. Yeah. So that was, oh, a decade um, or more ago at this point. But Sally Struthers. Uh, if it was then, which I think it is, I was actually doing Camp Broadway at the Fox Theater. So really? I think I was there. <laughs> yeah, it was Theater for the Star- Theater of the Stars, yes, which yes. has now been canceled and they closed right. many years ago. Um, mm-hmm. uh, for Broadway some, across America now, right? Yeah, Broadway. Well, they there was both. They did both at the yeah. time, but Theater of the yeah. Stars was like a regional thing mm-hmm. that had like fairly big names and they closed. But yeah, Brad Oscar, um, Sally Struthers, Emerson Steele were all in that show and yeah. uh, she was great. Absolute legend. <sighs> Amazing. So due to the demand of musical and Broadway relevancy on social platforms like TikTok, <laughs> Waitress and Aladdin have planned to stream from their TikTok account. So September 22nd at 6.30 p.m. Eastern time, Waitress will give a backstage tour on the Broadway set at the Barrymore, along with a performance of the opening number, opening up, just saying. 
you got to watch it. So you can tune in at Waitress Musical um, official TikTok. And then on September 28th at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, Aladdin will bring followers backstage during intermission on their reopening night at the Mm. New Amsterdam Theater, which I was like, that's kind of cool. And then they're also going to show Friend Like Me. So you can go to at Disney on Broadway TikTok for those because I think it was the Lion King posted their opening number. Right. And it was just so exciting that everybody's like, oh, we got to get on that. Um, But I honestly, Waitress has been killing it with their engagement um, as far as uh, reopening, engaging their their followers and um, a lot of duet me stuff on TikTok. I've been watching it. So um, I'm thankful that we're giving more accessibility to fans, you know, instead of people. Having to do because we used to have all these great like backstage interviews with like Playbill and stuff. And, and we're just not able to do that right now just because of, mm-hmm. you know, uh, COVID and, and everything. So um, I'm happy about it. I don't know about you, but I'm enjoying the content. Yeah, absolutely. Were you a Broadway.com vlog where like the stars would like take the camera backstage and like just show everything going on behind the scenes? OK, I loved this. I want this type of thing to come back. I would also like to instigate this. Whoever's listening, I'm just saying, uh, because I am I crazy for remembering Lindsay Mendez doing with yes, that. That oh was my God! that was the, her and Krista Rodriguez <laughs> at, at first date were my two favorites. Yes. I, they were uh, absolutely <laughs> my absolute favorites. And I still have an undying crush on Lindsay Mendez because of that vlog. Boop. I love that. Yeah. I mean, it was her and Clenna right after yes. Dogfight. Yes. Okay, oh. so starting in the fall of this year, the pre-Broadway engagement of Michael R. Jackson's A Strange Loop uh, will begin at the Willie Mammoth Theater in D.C. starting November 22nd of this year through January 2nd of 2022. They have found its usher. They released this adorable video. And normally mm-hmm. they feel a little exploitative of the actor <laughs> to to publish, you know, a recording. But I'm sure they got his permission because um, Jaquel Spivey is going to star in the lead role. The part that was created, you know, off Broadway by Larry Owens. Um, he's He's just so phenomenal that Michael R. Jackson was like, you know what? We don't even want to call you back anymore because you're so perfect. Like the, the video of just his face is like, absolutely. It's just electric. It's so exciting. Uh, the off-Broadway cast will continue on for the most part. So John Michael Lyles is involved. El Morgan Lee is involved because again, we, we think this is going to be the one that goes to Broadway. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, a lot of the original cast is involved. And, and if you're in DC, please go to the Woolly Mammoth theater, get your tickets now because it's going to sell out. Oh my God. This is <laughs> an absolute must see if you are in uh, the nation's capital and you can, Oh, Am I plugging it? I'm plugging it. You yeah. can listen to a strange loop on broadwayrecords.com yes. anytime, babe. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, all right. Like- all right. So, we're going to wrap up the show with the first in a series of things that is going to be happening this week. At the end of every show from today, Wednesday's episode through the end of the week, one of our Today on Broadway hosts is going to be making predictions on the performance and production categories in the Tonys because if you forgot, the Tonys are this Sunday. So, Grace, it is your turn today. Ashley will be tomorrow, and I will uh, finish off the week on Friday's episode. Okay. I'm going to start with the performances, um, and we'll finish with the productions. So, who do you have winning in the best performance by an actress in a featured role in a play? The nominees are Jane Alexander from uh, Grand Horizons, Chalia Latour from uh, Slave Play, Annie McNamara from Slave Play, Lois Smith from The Inheritance, and uh, Cora Vanderbroek from Linda Vista. Okay. I did not see Linda Vista or Grand Horizons. So I was splitting the vote between the two actresses in Slave Play. Fair. <laughs> because I thought everybody was good in it. So I didn't, I don't care who wins from Slave Play. 
That's my point. You don't have a prediction. You're not even going to dignify this question with a response. I think just- that Annie, I think that Annie might win just because like, I think that the role was just more featured. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I, I yeah. just, that that's kind of it. Okay. I think that's fair enough. Um, moving on to best performance by an actor in a featured role in a play, we have Ato Blanks and Wood from Slave Play, mm-hmm. uh, James Kusadi Moore from Slave Play, David Allen Greer from A Soldier's <laughs> Play, John Benjamin Hickey from The Inheritance, and Paul Hilton from The Inheritance. Okay, I think that David Allen Greer should win, even though I didn't see A Soldier's Play. I believe everybody that did see it. <laughs> but I'm going to say, and he's great, but um, I think that John Benjamin Hickey is going to take this from the inheritance. Oh, really? Yeah, I do. I think he has an, I think, I think he has enough like clout in the industry. And also he, he, he is talented. He's incredibly talented. Like sure. I respect this person a lot. Um, But I, I think that he's going to be the one who actually takes it. Yeah. Okay. John Benjamin Hickey, former Tony winner um yeah. already has a tony david allen greer has three nominations no wins as of yet so also okay. isn't he directing the um the, the the plaza suite he is he was okay he, then he was supposed to be taking time off from the inheritance to go direct it in boston and obviously the world turned upside down but yeah suck a butt he's gonna get it <laughs> okay we'll see i i have a different thought which we'll talk about on friday um for best performance by an actress in a featured role in a musical we have Catherine gallagher from jagged little pill celia rose gooding from jagged little pill robin herter from moulin rouge lauren Patton from jagged little pill myra lucretia taylor from tina who you got let's just say myra taylor because what are we what are we doing guys what are we that's the she won Uh, man Uh, i don't i don't well okay here's the deal i want that person to win i believe yes and i believe that lauren Patton will win that's what i meant to say yeah that yeah um robin herder's incredible totally you you, this is not a hamilton situation where you get to do one song and then you get a tony i'm sorry that's just not what's happening today um lauren lauren Patton's gonna win that they've been they've been fighting for that tony for a hot minute yeah all right, moving on. Uh, again, different thoughts there for uh, some of that, but that's what makes this exciting. Uh, for best performance by an actor in a featured role in a musical, we have Danny Burstein for Moulin Rouge, the aforementioned Derek Klenna in Jagged Little Pill, Sean Allen Krill from Jagged Little Pill, uh, Sahar Nagaju from Moulin Rouge, and Daniel J. Watts from Tina. Here's what sucks, but once again... Daniel J. Watts deserves this Tony as much as anybody else who's ever won a Tony. His mm-hmm. performance is incredibly nuanced. He is so strong. Again, when when I can see when I can see abuse on stage that is is incredibly like it fluctuates throughout the story. It is not just like a one note, I'm a bad guy type of dude. He mm-hmm. he delivers such a great performance, but we, if we don't give Danny Burstein a I Tony this year, I'm sorry. I will, I, I will rip my IUD out of me. Do you understand? <laughs> I fucking, I'm sorry. I can't do it anymore. It's been if, too hard this year. <laughs> if Danny Bursting doesn't win this, Tony, I, you will never hear my voice again. Just ever. <laughs> ever. You heard it here. Ever. I, will, I mean, like, I'm not talking about on a podcast. I will stop speaking for the rest of my life. Well, okay. <laughs> I get it. But I mean, am I crazy though? Daniel J. Watts killed it. Not I really only, enjoy his performance. Not only is Daniel J. Watts really good as Ike Turner, but like he, yeah. the stuff he did on 
Instagram and YouTube and stuff during the pandemic. Like that deserves almost with his jams or whatever they were called. He, like he means he, a lot to me. He's he's incredible. So um, I would be fine with that. Um, but if Danny Burstein doesn't win, we are rioting. Let's Any- be clear. I don't believe that this is the role he should have won for. He should have won many, many times Danny? over for other roles. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, I think he's great in this role, but there's no way he wasn't going to be. So it's whatever. Anyways, we got to yeah. move on. Yeah, the, the role is nothing. Literally, the role is nothing. But six nominations give Danny the fucking Tony. Anyway, um, best performance by an actress in a leading role in a play. We have Jakina Kalakongo for Slave Play, Laura Linney, My Name is Lucy Barton, Audra McDonald for Frankie and Johnny in The Claire de Lune, uh, Mary Louise Parker for The Sound Inside. Give you me know the- I'm a big Mary Louise Parker bitch. Yes. Uh, yes. Um, I saw your she- tweets the other day. <laughs> Oh no, what did I say? I don't remember um, exactly. I, I care for her deeply. I think she's uh, one of my favorite actresses like in, in my whole life. Uh, but Jakina Kalakongo is is just, um, if, there, if there's any person to take away from that production to say like that person's a star, because Paul Alexander Nolan, I can see your butt any day. Like Jakina is just, was incredible. Um, I really want her to be honored for her work in this role. And I really want her to win. And I think she might win. However, the rest of these incredible um, celebrated other women uh, have had more time in this industry to, you know, garner that kind of public adoration. So I don't know. I mean, Laura Linney could get it. I don't see Audra winning for this role, um, but I could see Mary Louise Parker winning. Yeah. Uh, Best performance by an actor in a leading role in a play. Ian Barford for Linda Vista, which you did not see. Andrew Burnap for The Inheritance. Jake Gyllen Hale for Seawall and a Life. Tom Hiddleston, also uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe star there, um, for Betrayal. Tom Sturridge for Seawall and a Life. And Blair Underwood for A Soldier's Play. What you got, Grace? I didn't see a soldier's play, but again, I do agree every time somebody talks about the performances they loved in this and Blair Underwood is one of them. So I, I hope that he wins. Um, if I were picking based on the shows that I saw, I would select Jake Gyllenhaal, not because I think he's a gift and I want him to touch me, but because he is, he was so incredible in that, you know, hour long monologue that he performed in this play. And, I really enjoyed it. And then the sweater. And I did buy the Russ and Daughters limited edition tie-dye t-shirt that he made. So I'm just saying that, Jake, like, I know you're listening. Um, you deserve Every everything day. for this part. And, uh, yeah, so honestly, I selected him as, as my favorite performance of all of these. But um, if, if Blair wins, I will not be disappointed because I heard such great things. Fair. Very fair. As long as it's not anyone from Betrayal. <laughs> I love you, Tom Hiddleston, but Jesus Christ, that show. That... Like, okay. that's another one. Like, do we need to keep doing it? Like, do we really? Anyway, um, best performance by an actress in a leading role in a musical. There are only three, but there's only one. Karen Olivo for Moulin Rouge, Elizabeth Stanley for Jagged Little Pill, and Adrian Warren for Tina. Yeah, okay, next. Adrian <laughs> Warren, Tina, bye. Yes. <laughs> next. Next, um, <laughs> next. This is a weird one. Best performance by an actor in a leading role in a musical. There are no actual mo- nominees. There is just a single question. Yes, Aaron Tveit will receive the award for Moulin Rouge. No, yes. Aaron Tveit will not receive the award for Moulin Rouge. He was the only nominee. Yeah. Chris McCarroll was not nominated for Percy Jackson, which means that the voters don't actually have to decide between multiple nominees. They just have to decide if Aaron Tveit's performance in Moulin Rouge was worthy of consideration for a Tony Award. If it was, he can have it. If not, there will be no winner. 
Grace, um, what do you think? I think that this was a great disservice to Aaron Tveit as an actor and to the theater industry as a whole. So I thought this 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 nomination was just insulting and um, not not to not to like us for Aaron's nomination just because you only nominated one actor, which was rude. Um, so I think I I hope that they give it to Aaron because if they don't, that's Whoa. terribly rude and embarrassing. And um, it's just come on, we don't need that right now. Celebrate everybody. This whole Tony Awards is kukuluku. Yeah. Um, I, I do you know what personally? I feel like they could have nominated Daniel J. Watts in this category with him. Yeah, and I, I believe he shared the stage enough and garnered enough of a performance to be nominated in this category. Yeah, and it's always weird on the classifications because it like initially yeah. the basics are is like is the person over the title? If not, it, they, the nominators can still put them in the category if they think it's relevant. If not, they can take um, uh, what's the waivers or what's the the appeals or whatever from the production. <laughs> Um, Daniel J. Watts, honestly, I think probably would have beaten Aaron if he was in the leading category because Aaron was yes. fine. But Moulin Rouge, from a performance no, standpoint, a is role. just fine. Yeah, exactly. Everything is just fine in Moulin Rouge except for the set and the choreography. So mm-hmm. I think that's a really interesting point. But I, I said this when the nominations came out, I don't know, six, seven years ago, that I understand that a lot of people did not like Percy Jackson. And that's fine. I didn't see it. I had no real interest in seeing it. No. It just wasn't but, it wasn't meant for where it was and it was fine it was great right. it was entertaining it was it was well written it's it was an like, off-broadway show and like that's how yeah. it was written for but my thing was it's like look we're in the middle of a pandemic like yeah. just honor everybody like it doesn't hurt anything like giving chris mccarroll a a a tony nomination does not hurt does nothing it does not hurt the the prestige and the esteem of the award so just <laughs> take the stick out of your butt and actually do something that's good for the theater, which we are well aware that the Tony Awards, the American Theater Wing, and especially the Broadway League don't always know how to do. So moving on, best revival of a play, Grace's obvious favorite, Betrayal, Frankie and Johnny in the Clear to Loon, and a Soldier's Play. I know you didn't see it, but I think I know where you're going. I think I think Soldier's Play will win, so do it. Okay. Uh, best play, Grand Horizons, The Inheritance, Seawall and a Life, Slave Play, or The Sound Inside? I think I would like for a slave play to win, and I think that Seawall and a Life will win. Mm. No, wait. No, I lied to you. I lied to you just now. The Inheritance wow, will that win. that hurts. I, I thought we were better <laughs> friends than that, Grace. Um, <laughs> the Inheritance will win. What am okay. I saying? All right. Uh, that'll take a little while to get over. Best musical, Jagged Little Pill, Moulin Rouge the musical, Tina Colon the Tina Turner musical. What do you have? Tina Turner, I hope. I, yeah, I, I, I'm going to take every possible second until Friday to decide what I think is going to win. I know what I would pick which I'll reveal on Friday, but I, I, this voting group, I don't, I don't know, man. So we'll see. And we'll, we can talk about it at some point, but like the, the people who are voting this year are going to be a lot different than the people who vote in normal years because so many of the out of town people didn't have a chance to see all of the shows. And it's it's going to be I'm telling you what they saw was on social and who they gravitated towards was Adrian. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. And then I also think that there's a bunch of middle-aged white people who um, want to seem like they are... Woke. Uh, yeah, and they might pick the show about domestic abuse and drug abuse and LGBTQ issues and might go with Jagged Little Pill. Or they might go with the flashiest show, which is Moulin Rouge. I don't know, Grace. 
I just don't know. Why are we doing this? It's a conundrum. Okay. It is, it is a, a Travis Shamockery. But. Good. All right. So we have Grace's official picks, I guess. Um, Ashley will be <laughs> giving hers on Thursday's episode. I will be giving mine on Friday's episode. And on Saturday, um, I will be talking with, as I do every year before the Tonys, with Oliver Henry Roth, producer of literally one, two, three of the five nominated best plays. He is a nominee three times in the best play category. Um, so he is completely and utterly biased, but we're going to try to overlook that. Anyway, fortunately, the three shows that you thought could win were the three shows that he produced in that category. So he can uh, differentiate between his own personal rooting interests and uh, what is best for his bottom line. Uh, but we will talk with him. He has been a predictor of Tony Awards for many years. So that'll be uh, really fun to talk with Oliver mm. um, uh, in the feed. I'm not sure if it'll be Patreon or regular feed, but you can guess and uh check it out it'll it'll be in patreon first uh, even if it ends up in the regular feed too all right well thanks for listening to today on broadway follow us on facebook twitter and instagram at broadway radio and don't forget about our patreon that's patreon.com slash broadway radio if you have any thoughts about your tony predictions please at us on twitter or any other uh social media site at broadway radio because we want to hear what you think you can follow me on twitter and instagram at it's grace aki matt where can people find you you can find me at bww matt thank you guys so much we will see you tomorrow <laughs>